Access Credit Union has always been at the heart of our community through good and bad times. We want to continue to play our part in helping our community through the COVID-19 crisis. As businesses reopen, we encourage our community to work together by staying local, borrowing locally and spending locally. Access Credit Union is here to help. Close your eyes and pull like a dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham County, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarty. On Saturday in CIT, the West Cork ladies made history, winning their first ever senior county title, beating seven in a row chasing Morn Abbey on a scoreline of 4-9 to 2-13. On today's podcast, we'll be joined by West Cork captain Anya Terry O'Sullivan to reflect on a memorable day for the divisional side. We'll also be talking tactics with manager Brian McCarthy and asking how they managed to dethrone the dominant Morn Abbey. A little later on, we'll be joined by Castlehaven's Conor Cahalan to chat about the Go Red for Cork campaign on September 16th this Wednesday, the Go Red for Cork campaign which is a celebration of 30 years since Cork won the double, is asking individuals, companies and community groups to light up or dress up in red and donate to the campaign by visiting idonate.ie forward slash go red for Cork or text Marymount to 50300 to donate €4. Euro. 75% of funds go to Marymount Hospice Cork with 25% going to Cork GAA. Connor will also chat to us about Castlehaven's impressive form in the championship so far this year. But Kieran, let's kick things off with Saturday's county final win for the West Cork ladies in CIT. No fans were allowed to attend for obvious reasons, but it was streamed online and what a game of football it was. Before we hear from Anya Terry and Brian McCarthy, I wanted to get your own thoughts on the game. On last week's podcast, you predicted Morn Abbey would claim their seventh title in a row. But for once, you must be pleased to be able to admit that you were wrong. Absolutely delighted, Jack. Um, like I said last week, the heart said where's Cork and the head said Morn Abbey because like Morn Abbey are a fantastic football team, back-to-back All-Ireland champions going for seven in a row. Um, they've been the dominant force, like we were saying, for, for so long. But what a performance from West Cork. Like, absolutely incredible. And I'm delighted for every single one of the players involved in all the management because we know how much they put into this journey. Um, go back to 2016. Like I was the only reporter ready Borne when they beat North Cork in their first ever game and to see them go from there and I think they've played 23 games since and they finally kind of they've, they've reached Mount Everest they've reached the, the summit it's um, it's an amazing feat for them and and it's how they did it Jack is what probably makes it all the sweeter because it was a battle and more than like I said they're a superb team and West Cork had to play their very best to beat them and West Cork were so impressive last Saturday and we spoke and as well how important it was that West Cork had a fast start Yet a couple of minutes into the game, Morneby were 1-2 to no score ahead. They're like, oh, Jesus, not again. Not again, because we saw what happened last year. But huge credit to West Cork. They're probably a more mature unit this year, you could say. kind of. Um, they've obviously learned of the mistakes of the past few, few years. And by the first water break, it was 2-2 apiece. At half time, West Cork were up, I think, one or two points. 
second half was tight in. It was nip and tuck, which you would expect. Um, and then Derek Kylie got that late, late goal. What a goal to win the county final. Like, that's yeah, let, let, stuff. let's jump on that goal then now because obviously it was the winning goal and it was nothing short of sensational. It was like Libby Coppinger was the creator with an absolutely immaculate dummy. Shades of Owen Mulligan in Crow Park for Tyrone all those years ago. And then she set up Dara Kylie nicely, as you said, and the finish was absolutely superb as well. So a goal to win a county final. It was well worth the occasion, Kieran. Oh yeah, it's it's a goal fit to win any county final. It was superb. Like kind of like we said, Libby Carpenter's role in the in the lead up to the goal and Libby had a superb game just even before that she'd scored two goals and I've heard a good few people say it was her best game in a West Cork jersey and um she's really shone at full forward in the last couple of games and it's kind of funny now looking back on last week where she said her, her father was kind of saying that they need to make bigger goals for her off the back of one of her performances earlier in the championship but um they probably need to put a statue of, of her in St. Cullum so off the back of her of her of her, her, her player the match award the last day but um Derek Kylie's goal like what a goal to win a county final and to beat a team like Mournabi with a goal like that after a game like that that's as good as it gets you know? it, it really really is like kind of it was such a tight game and West Cork came out the, out the right side of a very tight game against the Mournabi team that had usually beaten West Cork but had always beaten West Cork at this stage before so it's just one of those magical days for for for, for, um, for the West Cork ladies senior ladies football team and it's something too you hear from the conversations with Arna Terry and Brian McCarthy now it's so important, I think, for the development of ladies' football here in West Cork because over the last couple of years or more, kind of just been unbelievable work going on in all the clubs around the division. And, and you can see it now. The culmination is West Cork clubs are regularly winning county titles. Um, they're regu- regularly at the business end of competitions too. Like, O'Donovan Ross and Castlehaven are in the county junior A final this Saturday. Valley Rovers have already won county junior A title, sorry, Haven and Skibber in the county junior B final. Clannacilty have won the intermediate title and now West Cork have won the senior title. Like that's that's unbelievable. That, that's virgin on a clean sweep for West Cork clubs. So the legacy of this you'd hope is it's going to inspire the next generation and it's kind of success breed success you've seen it in other sports with other teams. So um it's brilliant. You know, all those players are heroes going back to their clubs now and it's it's just fantastic to see. And you mentioned the maturity of the West Cork ladies. You might just touch on that for a moment before we hear from Anya Terry. Because obviously last season we spoke about this ad nauseum on last week's show that they went behind in the early stages and they never clawed it back. But as you mentioned earlier, this Saturday just passed. After going 1-2 down, 1-2 to no score down, they didn't panic. They rode in behind each other and they got it back together. And then just to double down on that as well, at the end when they did eventually go in front they didn't panic in front either they kept the ball their re- possession retention was excellent and they saw out the game there were a few hairy moments now high balls dropping in but again no panic sit tight and they saw it out so maturity was a big theme of Saturday's game oh huge Jack it's a great point and what it is I think it's a culmination of what's happened in previous finals they've obviously learned their lessons they've seen they, they kind of saw what happened I know they had a bad start but they did not panic. They worked their way back into the game. Um, I think it was Libby got a, a West Cork's first goal, and that was so crucial because that gave them a foothold in the game. And it didn't allow Mornebi to go down and take on another point or two or get another goal. And all of a sudden, if Mornebi maybe got seven, eight, nine points ahead, it could have looked a different game. But West Cork, after a poor start, 
got a very, very quick foothold in the game. Like I said earlier, they were level at the water break 2-2 two, two apiece. And then we knew we'd have gave our hands, you know. Um, and what it was too, I think, is the leaders in the team stood up. We mentioned maybe Coppinger there. Melissa Duggan, she said her best game in the championship for the final. She was absolutely superb again, you know. And she's one of the success stories, I always say it, of the West Cork ladies football team. If you go back to 2016, she was on that very first team and she was playing with Donnie's. Um, and she wasn't on the Cork panel then. But her performances with, with West Cork got her spotted by the county management. They brought her in. The rest is history. She's now an all-star defender, one of the finest in the country. So it was so fitting that she was one of the big players last Saturday evening. And Libby Cavendor was involved in the very first game. She didn't play that game against North Cork and Bellevue, but she was there and she's in the team picture. So it's great to see that, that some of the players who were de- there at the start five years later they played such an important role in, in getting West Cork over the line and creating a piece of very important local GA history. Okay, Kieran. Well, let's hear from inside the triumphant West Cork camp now and chat to manager Brian McCarthy, but first, Captain Anya Terry O'Sullivan. We're delighted to be joined in the Star Sport podcast by the West Cork captain Anya Terry O'Sullivan, who led the division to the historic first ever Cork senior football title last Saturday. First off, on yet, congratulations. And second off, where is the cup right now? Is it down home in Alley's with you? It is, yeah. I just brought it down there today. So I'm actually delighted to be able to bring it down to, down to Alley. So we're just thrilled now with the, with the result. And you know, it was a great game. So we're actually delighted. Um, really enjoying now the last couple of days. I can hear in your voice that the celebrations have been going pretty well, I'd say, since Saturday night. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose it's a mixture from the game and a bit of celebrating, celebrating all right. But um, yeah, I know it's been an absolutely brilliant couple of days. Um, you know, I suppose we're together now a few years and you'd often hear people say that we kind of look like a club team at this stage. Do you know what I mean? It really actually does feel like that. Do you know, um, there's a great bunch of girls there and we really enjoy now the last couple of days and obviously it's absolutely fantastic to finally get over the line. So we're just absolutely thrilled and just really enjoy the last couple of days now altogether. When did it kind of sink in or when did it hit you that West Cork had finally won the, the senior county title? Yeah, God, uh, like just a few minutes after the finals were just absolutely brilliant. Like I suppose um, the last couple of years, losing the two county finals in 2019 and 2018, you know, it just made us appreciate this even more. Um, we were just saying like that night, we still couldn't really believe that we actually finally won a county final, like a senior county final. I didn't really think that I'd you know, get a chance to win one of those with, um, with my club so just to get the chance to win with West Cork was absolutely brilliant um, but yeah it kind of it hasn't really like sunk in properly yet but um, you know we're, we're just really enjoying it and we're just absolutely thrilled to, to you know, finally kind of get over get over the line because we've been we've been there thereabouts the last couple of years so we've pushed Mourne Abbey really close um, in the last couple of years and our games have always been fairly tight you know they're, they're great games of football so just to finally get over the line it was just absolutely brilliant for us and you know just those few minutes, as I said, they were just just incredible. Really, you know, it was kind of like we had won like now learn or something. It was just it was it was mad. Like those, obviously, at the end, the celebrations were fantastic to see. But take me back to the opening kind of moments of the game. Morlevi, who were going for seven in a row, they got in for a goal after thirty seconds. All of a sudden, they were one two to no score ahead. And there was almost flashes of twenty nineteen when Morlevi had such a strong start. So, what was going through your mind after you saw them race out of the blocks? Yeah, I know. Because it was like it was like. Like last year all over again, um, when Arfisher got the first goal, um, you know, it was straight from the throw up. I think there wasn't even probably thirty seconds gone. Uh, but I, I think like you know, we just 
stay calm. I think that's what the difference with us this year was, you know, we had a lot more confidence. We were, you know, we, we knew that we were capable of, you know, putting it up to Mornabi and um, I think we just stayed calm and I think it was Ian McCoy who got the first goal, you know, she made a great run, run through and, um, you know, we just took our points and, uh, you know, no one panicked. Maybe we panicked a small bit last year because um, looking back on last year, I suppose, in the second half, like we could have, we were probably going for goals and we could have just you know, been tapping over the points and that's what we were doing um, in today's, or yes, on Saturday's match. So, um, and we just said at the start of the match, look, we'll take each 15 minutes as it comes. Obviously, it wasn't the most ideal start, but I think it just shows, you know, how, like, how we kind of developed as a team in the last couple of years that you know, didn't really phase us this year and we just kept um, the heads down and just worked hard and thankfully you know we got the scores on the board in I think we actually went up we were going into half time a point up so you know, it was a great turnaround and um, you know, we, we kind of we knew then that we were in a good position that we could really push on and you know that we, we knew we were capable of winning um, and that just really kind of showed you know how we kind of improved over the last year and you know, if we, like looking back in last year, the game was over in the first half. So, thankfully, we didn't let that, um, you know, kind of come against us, and we just you know, kept the head down, and kept working. What was it? What was it at half time? So, Anya, you were, I think, you were one point up at half time after coming back from that bad start. Like that was a great position to be in. Yeah, yeah. No, we were we were very happy at half time. You know, I think like being ahead at half time was obviously great for us. Um, you know, we just said just literally just keep calm. It was like we again take the next fifteen minutes. Um, you know, I more Abbey kind of in like in the drawing game earlier on the year, it was kind of the sec the third going into the last fifteen minutes, they always kind of they they drug really get injured, they always have a good kind of um they might get a few points and that's when they kind of start um going away from teams. But we just said look just to put the heads down now, there's only another half an hour left of um football and you know, just just keep calm, keep playing it around. Um, and when the scores ran, you know, take them and, you know, thankfully we did. Uh, I thought, well, in the first half, right, we, we had a few um, goal chances that we missed. Um, you know, one of them as well. And in, in my head, right, I was saying, hopefully that over the last few years, I suppose we've always kind of had some regrets. Like, you know, we've had our chances and we didn't take them. Um, and I was like, sort of praying that that wouldn't happen now again this year. But so thankfully, you know, we just, just stay calm, kept going. And when Derek Coyle got the last goal, you know, it was just that kind of cushion that we needed and like it was a great she you know, she took the goal so well and um you know it, it was a bit nervy all right for the last couple of minutes because you know they they had the ball down and like Darren got a point and you know there was another few chances that you know, could have gone their way so um it, we were just absolutely thrilled that we um got it over the line in the end. You talk about West Cork t- taking your chances you just mentioned Derek Kylie's goal there what a fantastic goal to win a county final it was so close to the end what was going through your mind then because that pushed you in front like you said, you had that bit of a cushion. Were you thinking, yeah. we're so close now, hang on, hang on, hang on? Yeah. Oh, I was absolutely delighted when I started, like, when, just when I went to the net. But the ref was near me, actually, so I was asking him how much time was left. And, you know, I think he only said there was three or four minutes. So, like, I just knew how close we were. And, um, you know, we just had to just, just remain calm at that stage, really. Because, you know, like, they can easily just go up to pitch straight away, get a, get a goal, you know, and it's, it's happened before. Um, so... Yeah, we just, you know, we did very well to kind of keep them out. Um, I think, you know, we kind of, a lot of, we, we brought a lot of our players back just to crowd it out. Um, yeah, and like, you know, as I said, like they, they um, Deering got a point to bring it back to two and, you know, anything could happen in the last couple of minutes. So it was just great that we were able to um, hold on to the to the lead and, you know, to, geez, that's just, we were just so delighted in when the final list of the blue. You kind of mentioned there as well about the kind of, I suppose, the, the progression and maturity of this West Cork team from, from recent years. And you really showed it last Saturday 
because um, you beat the reigning All-Ireland champions, a, a team that was going for seven in a row, like probably the greatest ladies football team in Cork football in I don't, I, I don't know how long, and West Cork came out on top of that. So, like, to beat a team like Moran Abbey, like, does it make it that much sweeter then, considering how good they are? Well, yeah, like, definitely, you know, like, they've set such a high standard in Cork over the last number of years. You know, like going for seven in a row, it's like it's amazing, really. And like, you know, they've won all the Munster titles as well, and they've won the last two All Irelands. So, you know, they're like they're an absolutely brilliant team. So, you know, we knew we were up against it, and I think, yeah, like beating like beating the All Ireland champions is obviously a huge. You know, it was absolutely massive for us. Um, you know, and to be fair, like West Cork, the the board have put a lot of work in. You know, Brian and Anne, James and Michelle as well. You know, they they really put a lot of work into it this year. Um. You know, so we were, you know, it was great that we could do it for them as well because, you know, we, we haven't had anything to show for it in the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, it was absolutely brilliant. And, yeah, just, you know, beating Morn Abbey as well was obviously, was a huge um, relief as well, I suppose, when we were so close the last couple of years. But, like, they're just a fantastic team and, you know, they'll be going on to Munster. And, you know, we, there's no doubt that they're not, that they're going to do well in that as well. So, you know, we wish them the best of luck. And, you know, it's it's been great for Cork too. Kind of the rivalry that we've built up, you know, they're 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 always exciting games, and you know, this kind of anything can happen, um. So yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic. I think it's it's great for um, Joe football and Cork as well, um. You know, to have those kind of exciting games. So yeah, just you know, it's it was a great a great occasion now. A great piece of a piece of history for you after you were the first West Cork woman to to lift the to lift this particular cup. And um, is it in a secret now? Had your words prepared beforehand? Did you just make? Did you just uh, on the spur of the moment kind of make up your speech? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't have anything really prepared to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really had like that much luck being captain in previous years. So, um, like I say, I was captain with UCC and captain with Bear, and I'd say I won. We won a minor. Championship all right with beer, but you know, I didn't. I didn't really put too much effort into this, and just kind of you know, thanked. Had it, you know, had points made out all right, but um, to be honest, I was just, you know, I was just so happy that uh, we got over the line, and you know, I was obviously extremely proud to captain West Cork, um, and you know, obviously delighted that Brian and the management, you know, um, chose me to to be captain this year. So it was an absolutely huge honour, um, and just absolutely delighted that you know we got over the line, and you know that. Um, you know, it was just a great, just a great uh, occasion, really, for everyone. So it was quite a surreal county final on here because obviously there was no fans there, but there was a brilliant picture in the evening echo uh, of you going up after. I think it was was it your sister and brother or sister and just outside yeah, the my, wire. Yeah, my sister, and my cousin. Yeah, Jesus, a great photo. And um, you know, obviously, it's so unfortunate that you know we couldn't have any supporters there. Uh, you know, they've been so good the last couple of years. Like for a divisional side, it can be hard to get. You know a lot of support, and like uh, they've been like the last county, couple of county finals, like every score and every blocker, and there was huge roars and everything for us. So it was a bit different this year, but um, yeah, like it was you know it was a pity that we couldn't have you know our family and friends there after. But yeah, the, that picture though, uh, you know, it's really it's really nice when uh, fair play to the cameraman for getting it. But they were yeah they were absolutely delighted to get in there um, and watch it. She you know she was she didn't want to obviously miss it and. They, they managed to get in some way, maybe, but um, yeah, I'll definitely cherish that for one anyway. You have to give them 10 out of 10 for their ingenuity to get to, to get in and watch the game. And just, I suppose, for a moment, just on what this win means for ladies football in West Cork. Because at the moment, if you look at it, we've Haven and Skib in the junior final coming up this weekend. Clonacilty obviously won the intermediate final. Valley Rovers won the junior A. Now West, West Cork have won the senior. It's a great time for ladies football in West Cork. And winning, winning trophies like this, it's going to just kind of 
for the younger girls coming up. Like it's it's fantastic for them to see yourself, Mark Martin and Melissa Libby players like that play for West Cork. And I know so it, you're inspiring the next generation, are you? Yeah, no, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, like the West Cork, like they put in so much work over the last number of years. But I think it was, it was 2016 the divisional sides um, started, and Joe there was North Cork and East Cork had a team as well, and West Cork are the only team left. You know, and it's like you can even see it on the underage teams with Cork and even the Cork, the senior panel as well. You know, there's a lot more like West Cork players on on the teams now, so it's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, it's been a great week for West Cork, and Clan had a great week or a great win last week, and you know Valley Rovers as well, and you know they're looking far now to go out to the Munster Championship. So it, you know they've had an absolutely fantastic week and. It's yeah, it's, it's huge, you know, because I suppose, like, um, you know, for girls down west, down west Cork, like it's it's just fantastic, um. But yeah, again, they've just put in so much work and effort, and I think it's it's really starting to pay off now, um. You know, and like for for three West Cork teams now to win, all the all the you know the county titles this week, it's just it's just amazing, really, yeah. And to finish off, just a quick word on Brian McCarthy, obviously the manager who works in the Southern Star with me. And in fairness to him, over the last couple of years, he's talked ladies football morning, noon, and night. Kind of whenever you meet him down the corridor, he's talking about the games coming up, the training, and so on. He's he's a man who's given so much to West Cork ladies, as has Anne O'Grady from Bentry Blues, who's been there from the start, and like James O'Mahony, Michelle Delay are there now, and Dineen Wright was there, and Orla Finn's dad was there before and stuff. So so many people have given so much to this West Cork ladies football team, and it's great to give them something back as well now. Well, yeah, it's huge. You know, I was even saying yesterday or on Saturday, I don't know how to even show they're still with us five years later because it must be the most, you know, it must be obviously very frustrating when we've you know, been so close. But I suppose, you know, they just stuck with it. Um, and, you know, this year was it was really enjoyable. You know, you know, it can be very hard for them as well um, trying to get training for a divisional team. You know, even just pitches alone and then between all the different um, girls training with Smogie, with their, with their own club, you know, it's very tough for them, but you know they've put in a lot of effort and work over the last couple of years, and you know, we're absolutely delighted to know that we finally you know have something to show for it. And I know like they they were all just so happy yesterday, so it was it was great just to you know to finally have a bit of silverware to show all their hard work over the last couple of years. Super, Anya, thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations again. No bother, thanks for being here. We're delighted to be joined on the podcast this week by. The victorious West Cork Ladies Senior Football Manager, Brian McCarthy. Brian, first off, congratulations. And second off, it's a shame I'm not in the Southern Star office this week because rumours have it you're walking seven foot tall in your, your cock-a-hoop after West Cork Ladies' fantastic win last weekend. Um, take me back to just before the game against Morne Abbey last Saturday evening. Um, what, what were the thoughts going through your mind? First of all, Kieran, thanks. And yeah, um, it's going to be a long time before I come down from Cloud Nine. Um, yeah, look, we're, we're, look, we're thrilled, delighted. Um, a great feeling to beat the reigning champions. And as was first of all, look, we wish Morn Abbey all the very best in representing Cork and the Munster and our early campaign. And um, look, they've been fantastic champions the last six years. But um, look, Last Saturday was about our girls, and um, they did a fantastic job, and absolutely delighted with them. Look, the last day, I, I, we, I suppose the, the other three management would be harping on both sometimes when my team talks, and I kept it very sharp and very sweet. And look, we just went out, we had a job to do, and we asked them to stick to the game plan as much as we possibly could, knowing that there would be setbacks, but to reset on the field and and go again and. Look, we didn't get the start that we wanted the last day, but um, like I just said, we reset 
and um, we stuck to the game plan and girls stood up and they were counted on the big day and, and we're, we're, we're thrilled to bits with them through your mind Brian after that morning I mean, to start to hit you for 1-2 and if we think about it last week when we were on the podcast chatting you said the start was so so important for West Cork because we all know what happened in the 2019 final Mornavi raced out of the traps hit you for four goals and they effectively won the final in the first 22-23 minutes so when you looked at the scoreboard last Saturday evening and it said Mornavi 1-2 West Cork 0-0 what was going through your head? This is a family podcast here, and so I won't um, say what I <laughs> really thought. But um, the belief within the camp has been unbelievable all year. Um, and I know we got an early setback, but we said if that happens, no panic. There's a long way to go, and you have to give credence to the quality of the opposition because, look, they're going to get a period of dominance, and we just had to reset and go again. Um, it was just one of those things which happened um, but the girls just knuckled down and we got on with it um, it's, it's part and parcel all year that we've looked internally at ourselves I think I said that to you previously where we've concentrated mainly on ourselves and what we can control on the field um, and to play our own brand of football um, and our game plan and um, yeah I suppose after the first water break we were thrilled we were back where we wanted to be there was level scores I believe and um, it was just a matter then of taking the game to more Nabby and um, again just keep composed keep to the game plan stick to what we know what we're good at um, and look every single girl was absolutely outstanding on the day and they deserve all the credit you mentioned game plan there once or twice already um, let's talk about West Cork's game plan because it was kind of quite noticeable this year how fast you moved the ball, Brian, from, from defence to attack. And when you consider what Mornabi did she last year, kind of how hard was it for you not to stray from what you've done so far and it's been so successful for you? And then maybe on the other hand, try to counteract what Mornabi do. How did you find the right balance? And what, what were the tactics going out there? You could share them all because the game is over. Um, I suppose all year we've looked at trying to get the ball into the inside the inside six sides was the forward line as quick as possible and not just the inside line but the half forward line as well um with good quick accurate ball i suppose look at the end of the day it's football you have to kick it and we asked girls to improve on that and to believe in that a bit more where we're kicking the ball would be either in space or in in to the outside shoulder where the girls would have a better chance to win it and then for a better way of putting it, just let the girls express themselves. Because we know we have the forward power um, to get scores. And we've done that this year predominantly. I think if you look at our scoring rate, it's been pretty high all year. Um, and we always know, we, every year we seem to create goal chances against Moore Abbey, but we never took them. Um, even in last year's game, we still had goal opportunities at various times. But this time we did take them, except for maybe two in the first half, which, again, you can look back on and say... Don't know another day they might have gone in, but this time girls were very clinical, worked as a team, um, worked as a unit, and um, yeah, look, it, it, it ended up the way it is. And um, again, can't emphasize how thrilled we are for the girls, and they deserve all the credit. So, you were just saying there, Brian, about getting fastball into the full forward line. Does it help so when you have a player like Libby Coppinger inside there at full forward? Like, she was superb the last day, and she's really kind of improved as a full forward this year yeah look we all know about Libby's quality um, 
I suppose anybody here in West Cork from underage level knew that Libby has fantastic potential, fantastic talent, um, and a prolific go- scorer as well. So I suppose this year we've looked at that and we've tried to get more out of Libby in terms of getting scores. But also you've the quality of Derek Hiley, Fiona Keating, Anya Terry, Rachel Murphy, Lisa Hart, even though Lisa played a sweeping role the last day. Um, but coming on to that, then you have the midfielders and the two wing-backs are allowed to attack as well. So in going forward, yes, we could be very potent and prolific at times. But then in the other half, then we are very comfortable with our backs and knowing that they will defend for their lives when it comes down to a situation. That happened the last, I think, five or six minutes of the game where backs to the wall, look, I think we were looking back there and I think we'd won forward up front where everybody was defending for their lives because, look, they wanted it. They really, really wanted it this year. Um, and that's just nothing against the girls that were there in previous years. Um, but this year, we've emphasised the girls to play more as a team. Um, and I think anybody who looked at the last day would say we really looked like a, a team and not a, a division as such. Um, and looked, I think that probably benefited us more um, on last Saturday. But yeah, Libby, Dara, Fiona, Rachel. But I think everybody looks at their scoring, but I think the work off the ball that they do in terms of hassling and harrying and make it so hard for the defence to come out with the ball and give back the ball into the likes of Kira or Darren or Mara Callan, whoever it may be. That was another aspect where we really improved in this year. We kind of talked there about obviously West Cork attacking defensively. How do you set up to kind of combat such a strong Ornabi attack? Like we're thinking Darren Sullivan, Eddie Jack, Kiro Sullivan. Like, and we all know that um, Ornabi shot the lights out against Air Oak in the semi final. So, I was thinking to try and negate that Ornabi attack, which he did do very effectively, especially in the second half where they kind of pushed forward looking for goals. Um, I suppose there's a young lady there, Lisa Hart. I suppose, Lisa, I hope she don't mind me saying. Two years ago, I suppose, in the replay game, but I think it was about five or six to go, she hit the post. And another day, it have gone in, and, but this time he came back out. And look, Lisa came back this year, and we looked at various options. We used it as wing forward. But Lisa's very flexible, and for a young player, she's got a great head in her. So we put her in a sweeping um, midway through the first half, and it worked for us. It just allowed Melissa that extra space in front to travel with the ball and that set up the attacks. Uh, but then, I suppose, you've got to have faith in your players and all the management have huge faith in their players um, on the day and, look, you just have to let them defend. We don't have to say whole pile because, look, when you have the quality of Martin O'Brien in goal who's marshalling the defence, then you know that if somebody's going to get a score, it's going to be very, very hard-earned. And that's what we asked the girls to do the last day. When the final whistle went last Saturday in West Cork were crowned county championships, what went through your mind, Brian, considering that West Cork had lost the last two finals? And this has been a journey that started back in 2016, and the, the dream was always to win a county senior title. So to finally achieve what you set out to achieve, what, what did that feel like? Very hard to put into words, Kieran. Um, uh, first of all, dream come true. There's no question about that because I suppose going back to the origins of this, I remember getting a phone call from John McCarthy of Bantry Blues to say, "Would I be interested in starting this up?" And I was. I just thought there was huge potential. Rang Anne O'Grady and you looked through various things. You had Jorfin um, and Dini Wright who put huge effort into it. I was thinking about those people and also about the players who were there previously who 
look at them that we've been unlucky not to win one in the meantime um, and you look at the quality of players that we've had who hadn't had this opportunity um, so I think it was as well because they put a huge amount of hard work into it but for the girls on the day they came first and foremost to my mind because this year of all years I think there was something building and um, it's very hard to put your board, boards onto it that you know there's something happening within the group which says right if we got a bounce of a ball a referee's decision or you know even just play to our full potential which is something that has not awaited us every time we've got to the final we've never played to our full potential and give credit to Morn Abbey look they, they have been the opposition not to allow us but we've always felt coming back that we had one or two regrets and I suppose look the last words I said to the girls was look have no regrets leave everything on the field um, and they did they left everything like when you see Anya Terry cramping or Melissa cramping or any some other girls cramping you knew that look, they couldn't give any more for the cause and this year it, it just happened for us and I think overall I think we deservedly won it Um there was nothing lucky about it. Um, to know there was not a fluky goal or anything like that. We just played extremely well and worked hard as a team and as a unit. And uh, look, I think Shane and his team will say that that we did deserve it. And um, anybody looking in, I say as well, will say they deserve it. I suppose. Look, the division side every year has their detractors every year saying that we can pick from this and pick from that and. But uh, do you know what? I challenge anybody to come in and try and organise it and try to do the grafting on the ground and talk to clubs and work with clubs. And um, and people say to me, oh, you've a huge pick. And I totally disagree because you don't... If girls want to come and play, look, there's no problem that way. We, we won't never say no. But you're trying to get girls together for a county final, I think, this year. Just to give an example, we had training organised for Tuesday night, but on the Monday night previous to that, we at half past nine, we had no pitch. Those type of things happen, but we're used to it. And in fairness to the clubs who who did give us the pitch, they're used to the pitches. Um, you're looking at St. Oliver Plunkett, St. Columns, Bantry Blues, Clannagale. Huge credit to them. Um, huge credit to the Westcott board for all their hard work over the years. Huge credit to the management team this year as well, like Michelle Delay, James O'Mahony and Anna Grady have been phenomenal, phenomenal work going on in the background that to get the girls to this stage and I think the girls know about it and they acknowledge it. Um, but yeah, I have to say it'll be a long time before the smile stops on his face for a long time as well as the rest of the management team. Final question, so Brian, um, what's the legacy that this win's going to leave for ladies football in West Cork? Because if we look at it so far, it's been a terrific year for ladies football teams. We've Valley Rovers winning a county title, Clan Kilty won a county title, and they're going up senior with Castlehaven and Skibbereen in a in a junior B final this Saturday in Dunmanway. Now West Cork have won the big one. It's been a terrific year for ladies football. But this West Cork win, like, what do you think it does for young girls? Kind of growing up in West Cork, and they can look now to the likes of Martina, Melissa, Anya, Terry, Libby, Lisa Hart, Eve Murphy, Rachel Murphy, all these fantastic footballers who've won a county title. It's kind of it's inspiring the next generation. It should, I think, when you go out and about and you talk to people, and they they're always asking about the West Cork ladies. Um, they see the potential in it. They see the quality of player that is there. Um, 
and I think for any young girl who wants to play football and want to achieve things, they know that this is a goal that they can try and go to. Um, we take, for instance, we take Bandon, who newly formed, I think, about two years ago, their junior team. Like we have four girls from Bandon this year, which they wanted to join and be part of it. And we said, absolutely, no bother at all. What, it'd be fantastic for them to train with the quality that we have and then go back to their club and take that experience with them. Um, and that's just one example. But you have young girls there underage looking at players such as Libby, Terry, Melissa, and even the likes of Martina and everybody else that's on the squad. Going out there, all going back into their clubs. And at the end of the day, they're probably heroes to under 10s, 12s, 14s and 16s saying, look, look what they've won. They've beaten, which is at the end of the day, a fantastic club with huge potential and huge quality, such as more Abbey. But... Look, last Saturday was our day. Um, it's been a while coming. Um, but I think West Cork needs to build on this now and show the younger girls that are out there that, look, we can get to this stage. Yes, it's great to play with your county. Fantastic. But if that doesn't happen, you also have this. And you can play at senior level um, and go and express yourself on the field against some of the best opposition in the country. Before I let you go, I want the exclusive. Are you back for a sixth season next year as West Cork Ladies Football Manager? Kieran, I, I think it's a time for reflection. Um, I'm not going to give you a straight answer at the moment. I'm going to enjoy this. I think, like I said to the girls, these don't, don't come around too often. Um, so we'll enjoy it. We'll enjoy the next few months. Um, January is another time where we can sit down, have a chat amongst ourselves and amongst the management and and take it one step at a time. We've always done that every year. And I don't see why we wouldn't change the formula now. So, look, if there's an exclusive, I know who to go to. You'll be the first to come to. The door is open. You've heard it here first. Uh, congratulations, Brian. Enjoy the, the celebrations. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks for all the work um, throughout the year. Appreciate it. Great stuff there from Brian and Anya. And congratulations to everyone involved with the West Cork ladies on their historic win. Now, before we chat to Conor Catalan, I just wanted to pause for a minute to chat to our friends at Access Credit Union. The Star Sport Podcast is, of course, brought to you by Access Credit Union, your trusted local financial partner. Just recently, I went through the process of opening a current account with Access Credit Union, and I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that it's changed my life. I was able to open the account online during lockdown, which made the process completely hassle-free, and it was made even easier by the great support provided by Access Credit Union team leader, Amanda O'Sullivan, who joins me now. Amanda, I understand you can now apply for a credit union loan online as well. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, you can. If you thought applying for your current account was easy, um, you'll be delighted when you come to us for your car loan. Um, You can apply online just as long as you're registered for your online banking. A couple of clicks and it comes to us here in Access Credit Union. The personal touch still isn't lost. We'll still bring you back and discuss the loan with you. Um, and you can upload any supporting documents you needed, your uh, payslips, bank statements, that sort of thing. Um, we attach them here to your loan, assess the loan, and you can draw it down online. So we aim to do that all within 24 to 48 hours, depending on when you submit your documents. Um, and I suppose it was something that was in the pipeline for a while, but with COVID-19, it sped, sped us up to, to provide the service. Um, and it's really worked out well for us. And you know, for members being able to access their funds and still draw down their loan, it's been it's been a great asset to us, really, and to the community. I suppose, yeah, um, typically 
people always had to come into the credit union to draw down their loan and you know for young people who may not be living in the area anymore we were inaccessible then so now we're back back in the market for these these members again um, and hopefully they will they will support us as we are supporting local businesses and you know with every 10 euros spent in the locality it generates 40 euros for the local economy so in turn the interest that you're paying on your loan in your local credit union goes back into your local economy so you know everyone's helping each other with this great stuff thanks very much Amanda and don't forget Access Credit Union is your trusted local financial partner access your money 24-7 from anywhere in the world with an Access Credit Union current account and enjoy all the benefits while keeping your money local. On September 16th, the Go Red for Cork campaign, which is a celebration of 30 years since Cork, won the double is asking individuals, companies and community groups to light up or dress up in red and donate to the campaign by visiting idonate.ie forward slash go red for Cork or by texting Marymount to 50300 to donate €4. Euro. 75% of funds go to Marymount Hospice Cork, with 25% going to Cork GAA. Castlehaven footballer and St Finbar's hurler Conor Cahillan is, is an ambassador for the campaign and he spoke to Kieran about why it's important and he also touched on Castlehaven's impressive form so far this season. This Wednesday on September 16th, the good and great people of Cork and, and beyond are all being asked to go raid um, to mark the 30th anniversary of Cork winning the double, but also to raise some funds for Marymount Hospice. Um, we're delighted to be joined by Castlehaven footballer, St. Vinbar's hurler, Cork hurler, you name it, he plays it, Conor Cahillan, who's the, the man behind this brilliant, brilliant um, initiative. Conor, talk me through this first. Where did this idea come from in the first place? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, Karen. Um... The idea really came from James O'Connor. Uh, he'd be a friend of my father's there. He kind of sent it on to me on Facebook. Um, just kind of the basic idea of people going red and they might donate maybe two, three or Mary months. And um, I put it up on Twitter then. And as soon as it went up, it kind of blew up. We had nearly 160,000 reactions between Facebook and Twitter within a couple of days. So like we said, like we had a foundation there. We then got the like the Cork County Board and uh, Marymount involved in, so they kind of pro- progressed it even more. So it's just it's just blown up since then, really. It's an absolutely fantastic idea, and what it is so this Wednesday, like I'm saying again, September 16th, it's just and um, people have been asked to go red. So that's either wear red, decorate your office red, decorate yeah. your your home red, and then is it go online to donate? That's it, yeah. Like, you can go online on, I think it's idonate.e forward slash go red for Cork, or you can text Marymount to 50300 for, for the people who want to have access to internet and things like that. But, um, yeah, the, the, the idea of it basically is just people wear red jerseys, Cork jerseys. It'd be great even if people had jerseys from 1990 itself and post photos online then and uh, spread the message, really. And even if, if you can kind of get the lights and buildings to go red and things like that, which we've been trying to start out the last week as well. So and it's been going well. So basically, just get the whole county red for the day. It actually shows Connor that your message is spreading. I'm obviously a, a Kerry man, but for this, I'm wearing yeah. red. I know it's not a Cork red jersey, but I, but I'm still wearing red because it's it's just, a, just a, it's it's a fantastic idea. And Marymount Hospice, then what was the, the the thought process then to kind of to help donate funds and raise funds for Marymount? 
Um, well, I suppose, Mary, Mount to be very close to the hearts of the people in Cork here. They do great work and um, it kind of shows the community spirit around the place that when Mary Mount are kind of, you know, they're, they're struggling recently and people have kind of jumped on board and helped them a lot. Like the Cork hurlers now started the year, well, during the lockdown, rallied together and got a fundraiser going in fairness to Robbie O'Flynn. He ran a great gig with the, the charity run and um, I think he raised over 70,000, which is much needed funds for them. So um, we just thought of Marymount straight away because Cork people have such a close connection with it, I suppose. And as well as that, it's marking the 30th anniversary of the double. It's nuts to yeah. think that it's 30 years since the since Cork achieved the double, the All-Ireland yeah. hurling and football titles. Um, like Obviously, your dad Nile was a huge part of the football success. When did you become conscious, Connor, that, that your dad was such a, a legend, a legend of, of, of Cork GA? Well, I suppose... Uh, growing up, we would have always kind of heard stories about him and seen clips and things like that. But I suppose as we progressed ourselves, we kind of found how hard it is to actually break into these Cork panels and Cork teams. So we like, I gained great respect for anyone who has ever worn a Cork jersey because you know how hard it is to break into a team and even to hold a legendary status like the players from 1990 is just it's, it's different. Like yeah. So it, it is very important to, to mark these occasions because it's probably such a unique kind of achievement, really. And especially this year too, Connor, because it's been such an unusual year. We kind of we lose track of what week it is, what month it is, and like it, it'd be such a shame for Cork Stubble to almost go unmarked this year. So it's a great way well, too, just just remind yeah. people. Like that I was happened. another part of it. They, I think they had planned on doing some sort of function and couldn't go ahead with it, so. James O'Connor, to be fair to him, and Derek McCarthy, both men from around, around Talker here, they came together and they said, look, lads, maybe the best way to do this is run a fundraiser and we can get the people at Cork to go red for it. And, you know, it's, it, it kind of spreads word around as well, even to, to younger people that this is a, like, a massive achievement by two Cork teams. Who knows when we'll ever see an achievement like that again, a county win hurling a football senior in Ireland in the same yeah. year. It just shows like, those men are obviously legends for what they achieved back then. We haven't seen it since, and we might never again see it. Yeah, probably won't. And even for Teddy Mack and Dennis Walsh, who were involved in both panels, like you'll probably never again see players even playing dual, like you might say, win the All Ireland in, in, in the same year. Um, turning attention now to Castlehaven football for a second, since, since, since I have you here now. Um, yeah. Obviously, Castlehaven are you're true to the semi finals of the Premier Senior Football Championship. You're the only team who got a automatic that one automatic semi-final spot and um, how important was it to go straight to the semis and bypass the quarters um well i suppose it was important just for the kind of get the bodies right again give fellas a rest and try and get injuries right and things like that um like um in fairness the brain hurley there the last couple of years he's been kind of struggling with with the hamstring injury so it kind of gives him after four or five weeks in a row there it gives him a bit of a break in fairness fellas like that know who We'll need a small bit of a break, and even myself, Damon Jack, there with the hurling, it'll give us a, a chance to get the bodies right now for a big semi final. Um, how, would you, how would you assess Haven's form so far? Like, you came through the West Cork group of days, three games, three wins, top the group, phenomenal kind of points difference. Um, you seem to be kind of moving in the right direction and hitting form at the right time. Yeah, this was um, like a big problem for us the last couple of years was maybe on the day we, we show up and we mightn't have the right attitude and things mightn't go our way. But to be fair, this year the, the training's been top-notch and it's showed in the games then. 
Has, has it helped in the fact you're going to mention there, like yourself, Damien and Jack, um, Brian Hurley, Michael Hurley, Mark Collins, all the kind of the, the fellas involved with the various Cork teams, that it's been this club-only window now for the last couple of weeks yeah. and months. So, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Like it, gives, it gives us the chance to kind of gel together as a team as well, whereas all along we were kind of coming back the week, two weeks before championship and it probably wasn't fair on the fellas who were there training the whole time. And um, bursting their arse, you know, and we just come back straight into it then and fill a spot there that they would have been kind of holding for the, for the couple of weeks beforehand. But it's good now that we can kind of get down and do do a bit of football full time. What was the, the big positive you took from, from the group stage? Like the, the three games, you'd, um, you'd Kirby Rangers, Lucistown and Island Rovers. What was the, which one stood out for you in your performance? Um, well, I suppose, to be fair, no. In the Island Rovers game, um, we kind of when we when we when we found out that we had a chance of going through to the semi final, we kind of got the bit between our teeth. And I suppose as you wrote during the week, like, we kind of turned a bit rootless, which probably it stood to us in the end because we just like, we just shaved past um, the Bears and Nemo. So um, yeah, you're through to the semi final now when you're waiting on either Newcastle or St Finbars who are meeting this weekend. Yeah. Um, any preference? Um, no, no preference really. Like to be fair, uh, Newcastle gave us a very good battle below Skibbereen there, and um, even the bars. We know from myself, Damon, Jack. We know the bars are a great side as well. We know all the lads playing with them, so um, you know the, the best team will win that. And if, if you want to win the county, you're going to have to beat the best teams like that. So we, we, we'll relish any challenge. You're going to mention your dad, Nile Cahillan, earlier. Obviously, what he achieved with, with Cork and. He's, he's legendary status as, 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 a, as a Cork footballer, but he's obviously a Castle, Castlehaven legend as well. And I think he, he captained Haven to the 94, wasn't it, when they, when they beat Skib? Um, yeah, like, after replay. Kind of how much pride do, 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 do yourself, Damon and Jack, take from what, from, from what Lyle achieved over the years and the kind of legacy that he left? I would take massive pride in it. Like, growing up, we would have always, as I said earlier, heard stories about him and things like that. So I suppose he'd hold a hero status here in the house as well. I won't say it too loudly in case he hears me, but uh, he would like to be myself, Damon Jack, definitely look up to him. And uh, even growing up, he never kind of, he never told us to go down the line of playing football. He always left it up to ourselves and we decided to play the hurling and he was happy with that. So, you know, we kind of, we respected him a lot growing up. And is that why Saul as well is very important that, that you kept that link with Cassidy and that the three of you make that trip up and down a couple of times a week to train and play? Yeah, definitely. Um, look, Castlehaven, they, they, they have a great club below there and it's very kind of community run. And um, like we, we still have a lot of relations down there, living down there and things like that. So it's great to get down there for trainings and we get to see the grandparents and things like that. So that, that kind of adds to it. And hopefully Castlehaven will be going red this Wednesday again. So just to remind people again that yeah. um, Go Red is this Wednesday, September 16th. And as Connor said earlier, you go to www.idonate.ie forward slash go red for Cork yeah. and make a donation and the money goes to Marybound Hospice and it's for a brilliant cause. Um, well done on the idea, Connor. Superb idea. And I wish you the care. very best to look with it. Thank you, Thanks a million. Access Credit Union has always been at the heart of our community through good and bad times. We want to continue to play our part in helping our community through the COVID-19 crisis. As businesses reopen, we encourage our community to work together by staying local, borrowing locally, and spending locally. Access Credit Union is here to help.
Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast and before we wrap up today's show we're going to preview what's coming up in this week's Southern Star. So Kieran, what do readers have to look forward to this Thursday? It goes without saying Jack that there is plenty of coverage of West Cork ladies senior football final win so I'd, I'd encourage all GA fans across the division to pick up this story in Southern Star because it's going to be a collector's item with a cracking front page with three or four pages of coverage inside it's the best coverage of the West Cork ladies um, triumph that, that that you're going to get. So everyone, I know I'm kind of slightly biased here. But I don't think there's any because, bias here at all. Because I think this is one that people will hold on to because it's a moment in history, like you were saying earlier. It's the first of hopefully many. So we have wall-to-wall coverage in, in Thursday's Southern Star. I also want to touch on the Inneskeen Camogie team. They're in the county intermediate final against Ahabullock on Sunday um, in this week's star, I'm going to with Orla Crone and their Cork star talking about the final. Um, they beat Father Neils in their semi final last weekend. And just for a bit of context and a bit of background, in this game, have lost two of the last three county intermediate finals, both to New Sistone. Um, so this is their third final in four years. And fingers crossed for everyone involved that they can get across the line this time. It's going to be quite tough against um, Ahabulog, both. In a scheme, have been there. They know what it's like to lose county finals. And it's kind of like the West Cork story in some ways, in that hopefully it's going to be third time lucky. So fingers crossed that it works out for In a scheme this Sunday. As well as that, there's a loads of GA going on at the moment. Um, Kilmacabee are c- continuing to tear their way through the Carberry Junior A football championship. Damien Gore is scoring for fun. He hit 3 8 last day as they beat Clannacilte um, in their quarter final. And that puts him through to the semi final. It was 4-17-3-10 Kilmackaby won. And just for, again, a bit of context, Jack, right? So far in their three games, they've scored 12-64, which is an average of 33 points per game. And Damien Gore has hit 3-5 against Band and he got 3-8 the last day and 1-8 against St. Mary's. So his inter-county calibre is definitely shining there. So it's going to be Argentine Rangers against Kilmackaby in one semi-final. And we've reports from both their quarter-finals in Thursday Southern Star. Lots more besides that. The new stone bandwagon is rolling on. They're through to the semi-finals of the Senior A Hurling Championship. And I've also interviewed Luke Mead for a preview of their Senior A football quarterfinal that is in Parky Creed this Sunday against St. Finbars. And for most of the new stone footballers, it's going to be their first time playing in Parky Creed. So what a, what a special occasion that's going to be. Um, so it's one to look forward to. There's loads more beside that. Bandiscarty GA celebrated their 75th anniversary last Saturday. So happy birthday to them. And Dennis Hurley has a lovely piece in this Thursday Southern Star. So there's way more besides that. I can't get around to everything. So um, just pick up Thursday Southern Star sports section. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, and it'll be in shops across West Cork and beyond from Thursday morning and if you can't make it to the shop you can pick up a copy of the Southern Star digital edition just go on to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and read the Southern Star on your computer tablet or smartphone for less than two euro per week thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast we'll be back at the same time next week if you enjoy these shows please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Slongafold.